Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Okay, you're with the Red Agenda, and thankfully we're back to business in the Premier League. But Liverpool do look like they're going to miss a couple of South American stars. We'll check that out. Uh, the brand new mural dedicated to Stephen Gerrard and Liverpool's new third kit, the yellow one. I'm Steve Hoversall. Kiever O'Neill's with me today. Perhaps still finding her legs a little bit after that uh, that Jeff Stelling charity walk. You've, you've written your piece on it now, though, so if people want to catch up in a bit more detail on that charity walk, uh, they can find it out now, Kiva. Yeah, they can do, um, but obviously I've still got blisters that I didn't really write about in the piece, which I'm kind of regretting now, um, because those blisters just feel like they might be with me forever. Um, but no, all good. Check it out on The Athletic. And I'm going to be, I think, doing um, a run next month, run the month for Prostate Get Cancer. Get okay? So yeah, I'm getting right into the swing of things for them so yeah i'll um i'll be on social you know doing that painfully hopefully the blisters are healed up by then iron man contender kiva right uh let's get into to the footy and some of the talking points i actually want to start on this this stephen gerard mural which is outside uh the sand and the birthplace of liverpool football club john culshaw's done it it's a stunning piece of work and you you sort of feel like Liverpool have led the way with football street art around the ground now. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, from the Trent mural to obviously the Anne Williams mural, which I've done a story on recently. You know, they seem to be popping up now on every corner, which is, it is nice because when you think of Anfield from years gone by, it's, you know, been often a dilapidated sort of area. Obviously, you know, Liverpool, it's, it's got a bit better now there. Um, some money's gone into the area, you think, and it does look better. But I always think murals just brighten up areas anyway. There's a, a great place in New Brighton, isn't there, where it's just the whole street is just filled with, with murals. And I think that's such a nice thing. It encourages people to come and check out the street art and obviously, you know, um, invest in the local economy too, which is always a good thing. But this this Gerard mural, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I think it's on the side of the Sandon. Um, I think it is. Is it his goal against Everton? It just it looks electric because there's all like electric um, spikes, sort of like you know running through it. it. Is it is it the Everton goalkeeper? Because actually, I'm looking at the pose and I'm thinking that's Stephen Gerrard all over. We all know that pose, and I was I couldn't think what game it was from. I was thinking, is it Olympiacos? Is it Everton? What? Yeah, I think is it not the goal where he, he um, is it Suarez who takes the corner? And then he runs at Suarez, or is it someone else? I can't, honestly, for the life of me, but I think it's that goal because doesn't he? His eyes go crazy and it's towards the away end, and the Everton fans are all there. I think it was the night he might have scored. Oh, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, probably should have checked on right. that. But I feel like everyone, it's that one. Everyone get Googling on it. it. Basically, Reds fans were given the opportunity to vote out of five famous names. So it was Bob Paisley, Sammy Hoopier, 
uh, Robbie Fowler, Jersey Dudek, and Steven Gerrard. Gerrard got almost half the votes, 28,000 votes. Clearly the preferred choice, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think I voted for it, to be honest. Um, but I did. I looked at the others and you know they were all good, but the Gerrard one, it was just, it's his eyes on it. It's just that sort of crazy look almost of like, you know, I'm Liverpool. And I definitely do think it was the derby, but I could be wrong because I'm not sure what would bring out that look in Steven Gerrard than a Merseyside derby, to be honest. He loved a Merseyside derby. That hat-trick's one of the, the best games ever. Um, which, which player would you... Like for a mural, you, you've mentioned a few already that have got them. So we know Ray, Ray Clemens, Jordan Henderson, Trent, Ian St. John and the amazing Roger Hunt, Stephen Gerrard now. Um, is there room for plenty more of these, do you reckon, Keith, around the ground? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of on the, I don't want too many, I don't want the whole place to be covered in them because then they kind of lose the value in them in a way. So not, you know, you don't want them, I don't think, on every corner. But at the same time, they are really pretty to look at, so why not? And obviously, it's nice to get a picture for people visiting, you know, get a picture with them. I guess it'd be nice to do sort of maybe, um, you know, a manager's one or something like that, um, almost yeah. like the, the European Cup winners or something like that. And then you think of, obviously, Gerard Houllier passing away almost a year ago now, isn't it? Um, you know, someone like him who, who sort of probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves at times. Um Something like that could be quite nice. Um, but yeah, they are amazing and these artists are incredible and I do think they just add that little bit of value to a street. Like if I was on an end house, I'd be like, go on, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Put a big Virgil on my house. I, I can't, I'm working at Anfield this weekend. That's the first thing I'm going to do, go and have a look at it. Um, check it out, it looks brilliant. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right, let's get on to the football itself, the international break. And as with every international break, we, we get ourselves wrapped up in worry about the fitness of players. Jürgen's given us the news that we wanted to hear, and that was about Virgil van Dijk returning from uh, from duty with the Netherlands because he hobbled off after the, um, the 6-1 thrashing of Turkey. And I think even Jürgen himself, well, he admitted, didn't he, in his interview with the club website, he, he was a little bit worried about this. Yeah, I think... Every time Virgil van Dijk sort of does anything that looks like he might be about to get injured, I do think people are going to, you know, there's going to be headlines written straight away because it's almost like it was the biggest injury story of, of last season, pretty much. And obviously, you know, we know how vital he is to Liverpool. So, I mean, it's just a massive story if he just strains anything, to be honest. 
Um, so I think it was a, a little bit of a worry, but you know, he, he was on Instagram straight away himself to say, you know, what an honour it was to back playing for the Netherlands and th there wasn't any sort of hint that he was injured. So I think once the player does that, then you kind of think, yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Um, which I think reassured a lot of fans, but then they were waiting for, for Jürgen to give it the green light, which he did, obviously. And Harvey Elliott too um, is okay. I think he, he mentioned that James Milner was um, still sort of waiting to train with the group, but then I've seen pictures emerge of James Milner in the rain yesterday. So I think, you know, he should be um, back with the group now. And then obviously I think, Nabi Keita, did he say he was fit as well? And then for Firmino, there's still no update on him, is there? No, he's still he's injured. He were, I think he said he won't be a part of the the Leeds game. That's probably too soon for him. And then Minamino as well has picked up a, an injury. I'm not sure quite what's gone on there. I'm on the back of three days off, so <laughs> not probably not the best person to ask. But um, it's nice to just switch off sometimes, isn't it, Steve? Um, but yeah, so I think Minamino and Firmino definitely. Won't be involved against Leeds, um, but be be nice to see James Milner at least on the bench when we're going back to Ellen Road. So those are some players prohibited through through injury. Let's let's get to the players that are going to be affected by this South American travel fiasco, which is just utterly bizarre. So Allison and Fabinho are on the list. Eight Brazilians in total from the Premier League, including Thiago Silva, uh, Rafinha of Leeds, Fred of Manchester United have all got a ban imposed on them by FIFA. So that's after complaints from different South American football federations about clubs not wanting to release their players to the international teams. Um, it's one of the most crazy situations ever, isn't it? Yeah, it's bizarre. It seems to be back and forth and we're all kind of waiting to see what will happen really. Like, will they not play? Is that ban real? And, you know, just kind of waiting to see. I mean... The scenes on, was it Sunday night of Argentina and Brazil were just crazy. Um, we've, we've never really seen anything like that in football before. It's almost movie-like, you know, these health officials running on the pitch and demanding players to, to be deported from the country. Was, yeah, the game started and they they run on. Yeah, just, I mean, I was watching it in, I was on the train back from London, watching it in disbelief, like, what the hell is these a two-minute clip of it, just thinking, God, I would have loved to have been watching that game live. Because um, obviously, I think, you know, when you think of world football, you think that game's probably, I mean, one of the biggest international fixtures, if not the biggest. It definitely is in terms of fan rivalry. Um, so, yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, if Liverpool is a miss, Alisson and Fabinho, that'll be a massive blow. You know, obviously, Kelleher is, um, is his number two, but hasn't been playing for Ireland during the international break. Um so, you know, at least he'll be fully rested, I guess, if he does have to step in for Alisson. But you would like them to have that experience of those fixtures. Um, and then, obviously, Fabinho will be a miss. But obviously, you know, he's, he's just not long lost his dad. And, you know, that was... So, he, he I think he didn't play in the Chelsea game, might be correct in saying, because of that. So, you know, he's still be um, working through those emotions. So, I don't think, you know, he'll be... He'll be a miss because he's a lighthouse, isn't he? And just, you know, an unbelievable midfielder. His, you know, his return to Liverpool's midfield was was massive for Liverpool getting Champions League qualification last season. I've done a piece on that, actually looking, analysing sort of, you know, what he actually brought back to the midfield because, you know, we all realised that it was so many different things that was help, helped Liverpool, like that Alisson header and whatnot. 
Um, Fabinho being back in the midfield is just massive for Liverpool. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see sort of what happens. I do kind of feel like we're all sort of up in the air on it. So I guess we'll we'll see come Sunday. You know who who lines up for Liverpool and what and what goes on. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the situation might have changed by Sunday. I mean, currently as it stands, Alison Fabinho will be back for the, the Champions League game with, with AC Milan. But I suppose Liverpool aren't alone in the predicament, are they? Man City are affected with Jesus and, and Edison. Um, but I think if we're looking at Leeds in particular, Rafina is pretty much the star man. If you look at the number of assists he got last season his involvement in how they play their sort of attacking, relentless football. He's so key to it. So he, he's arguably a bigger miss for Leeds than the players that we might be missing. Yeah, I think that's correct. But I do, I do think uh, Bielsa Ball is almost about players, uh, you know, not necessarily in positions. Kind of like when Klopp come in, you know, it's not, it's about just... You know, it's a vision, isn't it? Almost so, but Rafina is amazing. No wonder Liverpool fans have, uh, you know, during the course of the summer, he's been one that sort of trended here and there on social media, and you know they've sort of been like, you know, they'd, they'd love a late swoop for him when the the transfer window is coming to a close, and you can see why he just he looks an incredible player. And um, so yeah, I mean he'll be a massive loss for for Leeds if he isn't able to play. But I guess again we're just sort of in the air aren't we on it um, but yeah it's going to be amazing to see Leeds in full flow I think at Ellen Road with you know packed out uh, crowd for the I think just the second time since they're back in the Premier League and obviously this was the the first fixture at Anfield and everyone you know when they come back up and Liverpool were champions finally there was so much in that but there's just no fans there and then obviously um, the last fixture at Ellen Road last season was on the back of that weird sort of Super League thing which we were all just kind of thinking about rather than the football so it'd be great to just think about the football and to just you know have that and you know Liverpool have got a big job on their hands here because Leeds are home I think with the fans uh, yeah it's, it should worry us a little bit but you know especially on the back of an international break when Liverpool don't usually fare they, you know they don't No they're never their best they, are they? They just, they just don't look energised as they should even though a lot of players will have hung back a Kirby and have trained and you know got back up to fitness if they needed it and had that nice little bit of rest um, but yeah they just sort of look off it don't they um, so fingers crossed they can you know put in a good shift but it's always going to be difficult against Leeds and they're always high, sco- high scoring games it seems I mean you, you mentioned obviously the, the home advantage for Leeds I, I think it is in the probably in the top three atmospheres in the Premier League. It's just an unbelievable place, an old-school stadium. And and that adds to that sort of battling element that Leeds have got about them. I think they're a little bit hamstrung by this idea of how well they did last season because they haven't started this season as well effectively. They've had to battle back to win a couple of points in the last two games. But, of course, we immediately think back to maybe the, the first game of last season, the 4-3, and you're thinking to yourself, is it going to be a humdinger like that? I know. Well, uh, just thinking then, when you said about Ellen Road, I love the way it sort of, as you come off the motorway and it just sort of juts out right there. It's like the start of the start of Leeds, pretty much, isn't it? Almost like a, you know, like a, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like a barracks or something. It's like, right, you you can't get you can't get into the city here. This is like, you know, what we're putting forward. And it is a one-club city, isn't it? So, you know, they're all behind the team, which is pretty incredible. 
Um, obviously, uh, in Liverpool, we know the Liverpool, Everton, and then mm. Tramier across the way. Um, They've got that thing hanging over them where people look back at last season and what he created. And there's an expectation that they should just do it again. But I, I almost think it's harder for them this time round. And, th- and the last two games have showed great fighting spirit, but it will be so hard to replicate the season they had last year. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if you look at Sheffield United, the year they come up and then they obviously, you know, absolutely bossed it with the fans at Bramall Lane. And then um, obviously there was no fans and they struggled and obviously, you know, were relegated. Um, I, I think Leeds are here to stay, to be honest, the way they play. Um, I, I don't really have any concerns over them going down or anything. I don't think they'll be in a, a relegation dogfight by any any means. Um, but it is hard to sort of back that up. But I don't know, at the same time, it's a, you know, a lot of lessons would have been learned when there weren't fans in stadiums as well and when it was quiet. And now they have that extra edge, especially at home, to go off. Um, I, you know, Leeds have become everyone's sort of favourite other team haven't they almost they've been a great addition to the Premier League and you know if they're on the telly I'm watching them because you just don't know what you're going to get whether they're going to you know sneak a one win one nil win or they're going to get beat like five three or something so it's just you know um, it is always enjoyable to watch and I love how Bielsa just sticks to it he never changes his sort of (laughs) he's like this is how we play here and you know it's going to work for us sometimes and other times it's not going to work so well but when it does work god it's poetry isn't it yeah his face and his body language never changes either let's look at the Liverpool players you mentioned Quivine Kelleher Um, he's he's edged past Adrian now hasn't he he is the number two Uh, five Liverpool appearances last season a couple of starts as well relative degree of confidence in him where are you when you think about Quivy? yeah I think so I mean the confidence probably should come from um, Liverpool's coaches you know John achterberg has been massively impressed with him um, how Liverpool have just you know it was sort of last season wasn't it when they pushed him into you know uh, being that uh, deputy to Alisson over Adrian I think you know so that was sort of um, where you think you should get your confidence from because we haven't seen an awful lot of them play football. If you've obviously watched academy football, you will, will have seen them play. Um, I know Ireland are massively impressive him as well, as are Liverpool. You know, he's a solid young goalkeeper. And I think, you know, he's shown that when he has played um, for the first team, he, he does show he's got that level of calm in him, which I think is massive for a goalkeeper to have. Um, he's a type of goalkeeper that makes a mistake, but will just sort of get on with it and that's that's very Alison Becker isn't it you know he's and he has been you have to remember trained in the school of probably what the world's best goalkeeper I'd say in Alison um, you won't find many better and I think that's been such a positive for Liverpool not only did they buy this incredible goalkeeper who's of world class ability who you know plays for Brazil um, but you know they bought someone who is a training partner to these younger players coming through and I think Kelleher is definitely one of those players who's, you know, that's been an advantage to him. Um, obviously, he's not at the level Alisson is because, I mean, is anyone? Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's definitely overstepped. Adriana, who's, you know, seems to be a, a good, another good sort of part of that that tightness um, goalkeeper training squad, which, you know, I mean, it's interesting. Loris Karius is, is still in that, isn't he, at the minute? Yeah. So it's, it's quite... Um, that's another little interesting one. Um, but yeah, all things good coming out of 
of the, uh, the Liverpool and Ireland camps regarding Kelleher. And I know our many Irish listeners have just got the fingers crossed thinking, you know, for Liverpool to have uh, an Irish number one, um, playing for them is incredible. Um, kind of the same as the Northern Ireland fans will have Conor Bradley pegged for, you know, starting for mm. Liverpool. It's just, you know, it's, it's exciting, isn't it, when your nation produces a player that could, you know, potentially go on and, and rack up a lot of appearances for Liverpool. And I know fans will be be watching those Academy players and hoping hoping for that. He's got a bit of a job to do, hasn't he, to get past Allison, but he'll be learning from the best. There's a, a great piece on the Athletic now actually. Um quite a few of the different teams writers have been picking out which keeper's the best in the Premier League. Obviously James writing on Allison Becker. Um one of Liverpool's most transformative signings in, in recent years. I think it's very hard to to argue that Allison isn't the best keeper in the Premier League. Yeah, I just, I mean, Edison's right up there. Mendy for Chelsea, uh, Martinez for Aston Villa always impresses me. Um, but I just Allison. I mean, obviously he had a, a tough, a tough time last season. You know, on and off the pitch. Um, he just he looks a different energy now. There's something there's an order around him almost of just he's back to his best. I feel like Virgil Van Dijk probably does have. A little bit to do with that as well but his, his confidence levels look right up there and I think that bodes massively well for Liverpool everything he does he's made some outstanding saves already in the season you know I think back to that that Norwich save which people didn't make enough of that was incredible it was like three saves in about three seconds and um, you know just uh, what a what a footballer what a goalkeeper Um Liverpool are just so blessed and lucky to have him in the squad after years of sort of similar to sort of the left back before Andy Robertson it was kind of like that role is just um, you know Liverpool fans felt like it was cursed almost sometimes and then he you know Alisson's someone who's come in and just shored it up straight away no problems you know we don't worry about corners anymore we don't worry about you know the best strikers in the league running one on one at the goalkeeper because more than likely you know he's going to be there to to stop them which is you know just that last line of defence is it's really nice isn't it Let's check out the midfield for this this game against Leeds. So we know Fabinho's not playing. Presumably Henderson maybe drops a bit deeper and does Fabinho's role. Who's who's in contention? Do you think in in your head? We've seen this season a start for Ox. Uh, Naby's back, isn't he? After the the military coup in in Guinea, so another crazy story from the international break. Uh, he was in he was in contact with the club all the time himself and a couple of other players. I think Adam Messina from Watford. And a few other Premier League players. They're all back safe and sound. So Naby's there, the Ox. Um, Thiago must be absolutely chomping at the bit for a start. He wasn't involved in international duty, Kiva. No, he wasn't. Um, and he obviously didn't play for for Spain during the Euros, did he? Really didn't didn't start for them anyway. Um, he wasn't preferred in, in the midfield three. So I think that's, you know, something which is, you know, Liverpool signed him. Um, obviously a year ago and it's kind of you sort of waiting for him to really get his teeth and into this sort of side um, I think we saw towards the end of last season more of what he can do and his relationship with those around him on the pitch you know we know that quality's there he's a world class footballer but I do still feel like we're waiting for this you know for him to just put himself in the team and just not leave ever um, and I think that will happen and it has to happen in a way Um you know, you can't spend all that money on a player and then for them not to do what you wanted them to do. But I do feel like 
you know, he has he sort of got himself adjusted now to the league, and it it might be one of them where uh, this game might be. I don't know. You don't want to see him get overrun um, by Leeds. Just just loads of Leeds players really running. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know if this one might come too soon for him. But he has you know been training obviously um, during the international break. So Klopp might be looking at him thinking he looked great. I'm going to put him in. Um, same can be said for Oxley Chamberlain as well. Um, but I don't think you know it'd be too many massive surprises. I think Harvey Elliott um, having you know escaped an injury there, and you know he, he's obviously come back from England under twenty one. Juicy, you know, wouldn't shock me for him to to start again. Um, Henderson to be in there, obviously Fabinho were kind of waiting on. Um, Cater has looked kind of, you know, we're, we're waiting on Cater in in many ways still, aren't we? But he's arrived this season at least. Um, you know, there's, there's been lots of positives from his performances. Um, he looks to be a different Naby Cater, which I think bodes well for Liverpool. But um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of what Klopp does because again we mentioned earlier the international break Liverpool don't always look I mean they, they escape a lot of times with wins under Jurgen Klopp but I think it's they never look the best I think because a lot of players have been away obviously you know going all over and then other players have been you know just sort of training um, and I think they, they sometimes find that little drop back into it as a shock and against Leeds it's obviously going to be that as an infinite frenetic and furious football that they like to play um, so yeah it's going to be interesting whether someone I think it'd be too early for someone like James Warner as well with obviously him having picked up a bit of a bit of a knock Now further forward Liverpool have a player in Diogo Jota who most certainly is in form at the moment I think he's got a couple of goals and assists for Portugal during the, the international break started the season well for the Reds of course with Firmino not playing he's going to play again isn't he Did, I mean how excited are you for, for his Season, particularly being able to do it in front of the Liverpool fans for the first time, Kiva. Yeah, I think you've seen from his celebrations already. He's really enjoying that, isn't he? The fans are back, and I think that might be something that certain players it helped last season not having fans. I do think that, and then other players that's across the league. And um, but certain players, I think, respond well to fans, and that'll add a little bit of you know an extra little bit of pace to his runs and that kind of thing. I think he'll he'll do really well this season and he's kind of almost gone under the radar in terms of no one's really talking about Diogo Jota enough, I don't mm. think. I think he's someone who can definitely surpass 20 goals. I think he was unlucky probably last season not to sort of get to that point. He looked in the form that he was going to, obviously, but obviously uh, he was out for about four months, wasn't he, with that ankle injury, which, you know, massively, I think, you know, when we look at the injuries that cost Liverpool last season, we tend to sort of look at the defenders and that crisis but you know missing Diogo Jota for all that time was massively disruptive to Liverpool and we know how much they struggled to score goals he just looks like he's going to score them every time he's he's in the box doesn't he or just there or thereabouts I think that's so exciting just to see him on the team sheet I think he just fills you with excitement and you know, a lot of Liverpool players have done that in the past few seasons, but he just feels like something new still. And that's, you know, we don't know still quite what we're going to get from him in a way, um, which is, you know, really lovely. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely, I've yeah, I've what I've seen from him so far, I'm, I'm thinking tw- 20 plus goals. I mean, I might be, might be over-egging him a bit there, but I don't know. I just think he just looks in that form. He just looks like... He's, you know, he's had that year now at Liverpool. Um, 
he's confident, isn't he? It's almost a, I don't want to say cockiness, but there, there is a bit of a an arrogance with some of the finishing. He's he just looks like he's settled in brilliantly, and I think he's probably up for the fight to get his place in the team because even when all four are fit, I don't think Jurgen likes playing all four together. No, I think he he did it quite a few times last season, didn't he? And that I think it was like a four two three one or something like that. Um, but yeah, I do think Jossa is a player that, he, you know, he's got that smiley sort of like he doesn't look like he'd be this competitive player. But I think deep down, he's like, I never want for me, you know, to be playing ahead of me. You know, I never want anyone to be playing ahead of me. And like you mentioned about his finishes, like we use the word deft finish sometimes, probably too much. But every single one of us almost just looks like just so calm and like, like he just like he's he's playing, you know, back at home when he's a kid in, in Portugal, just, you know, just with that sort of ease he plays with, which I really love he, his relationship with Mane and Salah. It, it looks to bring something out in them as well, um, as it does with his sort of link-up play, I think, as well, with, with the midfielders and those around him. I just, I'm just so excited about his, you know, he's still such a young player. I think he's, you know, he's Portugal's future star, but he's, he's a star now, obviously we're seeing that. Um, we saw that at the Euros. We saw that um, during the international break. Um, and for a player to, I think, what struck me during the Euros in particular was, obviously now we've got Cristiano Ronaldo back in the Premier League. Um, but seeing him, Jota, just take on shots because he was in the right position and just, you know, not ignoring Cristiano Ronaldo's cries, um, which <laughs> get used to people because we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, you know, just him, him crying for the ball and Jota just being like, no, I'm shooting. This is, I'm shooting here. Um, he's got that confidence in him. He doesn't look like someone who would have it in a way because he just looks so nice and friendly, but he's not friendly. Diogo Jota is, yeah, he, he's going to continue to tear it up for Liverpool. We know how fast he got to, you know, the, the goals last season and then obviously that injury curtailed him. Fingers crossed for no injuries this season because I honestly think he's... Got, come the end of the season, we could be looking at someone who's, you know, one of Liverpool's players of the season. I think you're right. I, t- I don't think 20 is an unrealistic target for him. I mean, of course, 20 is a target you expect Salah to get. So imagine if the if the two of them both weigh into that sort of level. Yeah, that's what you think. You know, when you look last season, um, obviously Mane didn't have his his most vintage year in a Liverpool shirt, did he? Uh, Roberto Firmino. Um, come up with the goods here and there but it wasn't enough was it sort of Salah everyone you know he, he helped Liverpool massively um, with the goals and you know you do kind of want the goals to come from across the, the pitch but to have someone you know that's just going to be there and score is you know Liverpool fans can relish in that because I do think Diogo Jota can be that player and you know when a player like Salah scores 20 plus and if a player like Jota scores 20 plus and then if you know, Mane can get 20 plus, then you're looking at a team, you know, going for a title. Final line on on players coming back from international break. And of course, Andy Robertson missed the first couple of games of the season, but him and Kostas Simikas both played over 200 minutes for their uh, their international side. So I suppose in, in terms of Andy Robertson, given he'd have come back injury-free, it's quite a good thing. It's put some fitness in him. Yeah, definitely. I think Liverpool don't sort of have to worry about that now because he's he's put that that shift in for Scotland. Um, and yeah, I think Andy Robertson's a player you don't have to worry about for fitness. You know, he could be out for six months and 
be come back the very next day and just be you know as fit as ever I don't think his body would be fit but he, his mindset's fit isn't it he just wants to just to run up and down that flank and never stop mm-hmm. it seems and then Costa Simakas who you know filled in for him so well uh, during the, the opening games of the season it's good for him to go away I think with Greece and you know continue on as well because he's not going to pick up a massive amount of minutes as we know Andy Robertson just come off the back of an in- injury and playing as much as he did for Scotland um, so Simakas is going to struggle I think you know he'll probably get deployed in the cup games maybe the odd Champions League fixture in the group stages um, depending on if, if Robbo will allow that I doubt he will um, we're going to we're going we're gonna to see a lot of Andy Robertson but you know to have someone like Simakas come on you know at the end if, if Klopp loves to rotate players and keep them fit and that's massive to you know the job he's done at Liverpool um, so to have someone you know who's there or thereabouts is going to be able to obviously Simakas is still a long way off in many ways to, to what Andy Robertson produces week in week out but again you know he, he did a, a sterling job and if that can continue that I think is another thing that just you know gives Klopp less of a headache thinking we're going to have to go through a season pretty much playing Andy Robertson, a left back. I mean, James Milner would be thanking his, his stars, won't he? Yeah, he doesn't have to go there. Um, look, the, the international break inevitably, inevitably brings up transfer speculation, despite the fact the window's just shut. So two names that seem to be high on the, the conversation list for Liverpool fans, Jude Bellingham and Kingsley Coman at the moment. Of course, um, Kingsley, a Bayern player, his contract ends, I think, next year, but it's a very high price tag maybe the club might be thinking they need to cash in on him apparently he doesn't want to sign a new one and for some reason Jude Bellingham being linked with, with a move away from the, from the Bundesliga either of these players been on your radar either you think are, are, are good fits for Liverpool Jude Bellingham is an outstanding footballer I think is he still 18 every time I've watched him play and that's more so for England to be honest but any highlights of him playing for Dortmund that I've caught or you know the Champions League towards the, the latter stages last season been massively impressed with him and I know a lot of people listening in will have been as well you know I think that's sort of him getting linked to Liverpool does seem a little bit random but then obviously you know we're, we're still yet for Jürgen Klopp to call on those Dortmund contacts are we I don't think Liverpool have had any, any sort of any signing from Dortmund at all during um, Jürgen Klopp's tenure Maybe he promised he wouldn't go there, Kiva. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did, but this could be the one, couldn't it? Um, I think anyone would be lucky to have Jude Bellingham um, in the midfield, to be honest. He, he looks wise beyond the years, an incredible footballer. Um, you know, you kind of, everyone laughed when Birmingham retired as a shirt number and then watching him during the summer and at different points, you're like, I, I kind of get that now. Yeah, I know, because he's, he's a player who you look at and think he's going to, surpass 100 caps for England he's that kind of player um, so that's an exciting one I think I don't, I don't know if there's anything in it at all to be honest um, but just just something nice and then Kingsley Coman's the same you know good player I don't know the exact right fit for Liverpool maybe a bit of a clock project perhaps but no I just don't think that's something that the fans just get too excited about 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, great piece on The Athletic from James at the moment. He's looked at memorable debuts and uh, he looked at the departure of Fernando Torres, who I loved and the subsequent arrival of Luis Suarez, 22.8 million from, from Ajax. That deadline day was perhaps the last exciting January transfer deadline day that we had at, at Liverpool. Um, and James, in the piece, looking at the fact that Suarez thought he was coming in to play with, with Torres, which is absolutely fascinating. You, you quickly forget those sort of dynamics. Um, any any debuts stand out for you? Any immediately spring to mind or not, Kiva? I mean, the most recent one that I think fans will think of is obviously Virgil van Dijk in the FA Cup against Everton. Liverpool yeah. have just signed the player that would dramatically transform. You know, we speak about Alison Becker being transformative. I think there's been a better sign in, for Liverpool ever um, in the history of the club. Virgil van Dijk, what he did for Liverpool has been um, nothing short of insane. So, yeah, to see him score that header was, I mean, against Everton in the FA Cup, just, yeah, that's what what debuts you, you dream of, Steve. It was all right, wasn't it? Uh, right, final thought, Liverpool's third kit, um, yellow, inspired apparently by the cop and the flags from the 77 European Cup final against Borussia Mönchengladbach, which I'm sure you don't remember that, that well at all, Kiva, but um, I love it because the yellow almost brings to mind the, you know, the, um, the crown paints kit for me, which is one of my favourites. And Liverpool haven't had a yellow kit for a few years. No, I'm trying to think of the, the last one maybe was under Warrior. Did they have a yellow kit then? I mean, I'm no kit connoisseur by any means. I absolutely love football kits and spend a lot of time scrolling <laughs> scrolling on, on different different replica shirts. But um, as soon as I come out, I just thought, this is fun. This is fun. And then um, obviously McDonald's had their way and, and, and tweeted, didn't they? I think that, that might have went viral. Um, which, you know, probably not a bad thing for Liverpool's kit sales, perhaps. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, fun, bright yellow. And actually, if you, you check out the goalkeeper kit for that third kit, um, it's black and it's got sort of, like, squares on it. And I think that's actually, you know, something fans should go and take a look at if they haven't already seen it. Alison Becker just looking resplendent, as he always does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I had my eye on that thinking I haven't bought, I haven't added Liverpool kit in years uh, but that, that that black one I do like we do like an all black um, kit there have been those ones under New Balance the, the blackout kits and stuff um, but yeah the yellow one's just fun isn't it and I think you know they hardly wear that third kit but it'd be great to see um, Liverpool in yellow again I love a new kit arrival it looks brilliant uh, Kiva wonderful as always thank you lots of pieces on the Athletic at the moment I mentioned James's piece on those uh, memorable debuts you've got Kiva's piece as well Talking about the Jeff Sterling walk. Anything in the pipeline? Anything you want to you give um advance warning about, Kiva? Yeah, well, look, I worked um, a shift at Home Baked, which is obviously a cafe that sells very, very nice pies um, just opposite Anfield. Um, I worked a shift for 
for them um, just to get to know them and just what it's like to work a match day shift there. Um, you were making pies, basically. Yeah, well, you know, they, they didn't let me near any of that, but um, because yeah, well, I wouldn't have a clue to be honest. But you know, a lot of a lot of cleaning up and sort of you know bagging the pies up. But my hands were very blistered after that. So not only my feet blistered now for the athletic, but my hands are as well. Um, but no, check that out. I think it might be dropping over the weekend. Um, so I did that over the the Chelsea Liverpool game, and I do have to mention just how incredible it is I don't think I've ever been outside Anfield when a game is going on and um, listening to you'll never walk alone outside the stadium was something special like honestly I, I I struggled to put it into words and that's my job like it the way it just sort of poured out over the stadium to me and it was just yeah hearing the seats sort of um dink up and down when you know there was a chance and um obviously hearing the goals as well was pretty special and then just meeting incredible people, you know, because Home Baked the Cafe is was set up in 2013 by local people. And, you know, it's come on and um, it's gone from strength to strength. Um, and it's very much at the heart of the community. And to sort of see the community playing out as, you know, all eyes were on Anfield. And, you know, they were just, you know, you can you can read the piece, but just, you know, giving away food to the neighbours and that kind of thing giving the fella who, who's the steward on the corner giving him a hot cup of coffee and you know watching that community play out when everyone had their eyes on Anfield was something quite special Brilliant stuff can't wait to read it uh, Kiva thanks as always loads of great stuff on The Athletic thanks for listening to the pod the Red Agenda will return after Liverpool have played at Ellen Road see you then <laughs>